This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This is Optimal Living Daily, episode 1534. Write every day is bad advice. Hacking the Psychology of Big Projects by Cal Newport of calnewport.com. And I'm Justin Mollick, your very own personal narrator today and every day. It's not a typical podcast. There are no interviews and it's short, almost always fewer than 10 minutes. Today's author comes from the writer of the super popular book, Deep Work, Cal Newport. So let's get right to it and start optimizing your life. Write every day is bad advice. Hacking the Psychology of Big Projects by Cal Newport of calnewport.com. A flawed axiom. Write every day. If you ever considered professional writing, you've heard this advice. Stephen King recommends it in his instructional memoir on writing. He follows a strict diet of a thousand words a day, six days a week. Anne Lamott proposes something similar in her guide, Bird by Bird. She recommends sitting down to write at roughly the same time every day. Having published four books myself, Here's my opinion. If you're not a full-time writer like King and Lamott, this is terrible advice. This strategy will, in fact, reduce the probability that you finish your writing project. In this post, I wanna explain why this is true, as this explanation provides insight into the psychology of accomplishing big projects in any field. The planning brain. Here's what happens when you resolve to write every day. You soon slip up. If you're not a full-time writer, this is essentially unavoidable. An early meeting at work, a backup on the subway, an afternoon meeting that runs long, any number of common events will render writing impractical on some days. This slip-up, however, has big consequences. It provides evidence to your brain that your plan to write every day will not succeed. As I've argued before, the human brain is driven in large part by its need to assess plans, providing motivation to act on good plans and reducing motivation, which we experience as procrastination, to act on flawed plans. The problem for the would-be writer is that the brain does not necessarily distinguish between your vague and abstract goal to write a novel and the accompanying specific plan to write every day, which you're using to accomplish this goal. When the specific plan fails, the resulting lack of motivation infects the general goal as well, and your writing project flounders. Freestyle writing. In my experience as a writer with a day job, I found it's crucial to avoid rigid writing schedules. I don't want to provide my brain any examples of a strategy related to my writing that's failing. When I'm working on a book, I instead approach each week as its own scheduled challenge. I work with the reality of my life that week to squeeze in as much writing as I can get away with in the most practical manner. Sometimes this might lead to stretches where I write every morning, but there are other periods where I might balance a busy start to the work week with half days of writing at the end and so on. 
The point is that I commit to plans that I know I can succeed, and by doing so, I keep my brain's motivation centers on board with the project. Misunderstanding motivation, knowledge trumps productivity. This approach, of course, brings up the question of motivation. Most people who embrace the daily writing strategy do so because they worry their will to do the work will diminish without a fixed system to force progress. This understanding is flawed. You can't force your brain to generate motivation. It will do so only when it believes in both your goal and your plan for accomplishing the goal. If you find that you're still failing to get work done even when you're more flexible with your scheduling, the problem is not your productivity, it's instead that your mind is not yet sold that you know how to succeed with your general goal of becoming a writer. In this case, abandon National Novel Writing Month, which I think trivializes the long process of developing the writing craft, and go research how people in your desired genre actually develop successful careers. Your mind requires a reality-based understanding of your goal in addition to achievable short-term plans. Generalizing to non-writing projects. I recalled this lesson recently in an unrelated part of my life. One of my interests over the past few months has been trying to increase the amount of time I spend engaged in deep work related to my academic research. In December, I tested a rigid strategy that was, in hindsight, just as doomed to failure as attempting to write every day. I had a particular paper that I wanted to complete in time for a winter deadline. I told myself that the key is to start every weekday with deep work. If I commuted on the subway, I'd work in a notebook while traveling. If I drove, I would knock off a batch at home while waiting for rush hour to end. I believed this rigid schedule would help me make deep work an ingrained habit and the paper would get done with time to spare. In reality, I crashed and burned. The first week I successfully followed my plan two days out of five, failing the other days for the types of unavoidable scheduling reasons I mentioned earlier, as well as the fact that writing in my notebook on the subway turns out to make me nauseous. After that week, my brain revoked any vestige of motivation for this effort and my total amount of deep work plummeted. My solution to this freefall was to take a page from my writing life. I went from rigid to flexible planning. I now approach each week with the flexible goal of squeezing in as much deep work toward my goal as is practically possible. Some weeks I squeeze in more than others. Every week looks different, but what's consistent is that I'm racking up deep hours and watching my papers starting to come together. Because I'm confident that I know how to accomplish my goal and my efforts to do so are succeeding each week, my brain remains a supporter. Summary. Hard scheduling rules, write every day, work on research for one hour each morning, Exercise 10 hours a week. Deployed in isolation will lead to procrastination as soon as you start to violate them, which you almost certainly will do. At this point, the bigger goal, the rule support, will suffer from this same motivation drop. To leverage the psychology of your brain, you need to instead choose clear goals that you clearly know how to accomplish and then approach scheduling with flexibility. Be aggressive, but remain grounded in the reality of your schedule. If your mind thinks you have a good goal and sees your short-term plans are working, it will keep you motivated toward completion. You just listened to the post titled, Write Every Day is Bad Advice, Hacking the Psychology of Big Projects by Cal Newport of calnewport.com. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thank you to Cal. Again, he's the author of the super popular book, Deep Work. Also, so good they can't ignore you. Like yesterday, this is one that hit home big time for me. I've always tried to stick to daily things like this podcast, for example, or exercise a little every day, learn a language a little every day. But the slip up is what always gets me and it's easy to fall into the trap of, oh, I missed a day. I guess I can miss another day or five or 10. Approaching scheduling with flexibility is so important because things happen in life, they will happen. So keep that in mind, I know I have to. But that'll do it for today. Thank you for listening and sticking around until the end. Have a great weekend if you're listening in real time and I'll see you tomorrow as usual, where your optimal life awaits.